Welcome to Grace Abounds. I'm Pastor Jen Shaw, and in this podcast, I'm sharing my Sunday sermons from St. John's Lutheran Church, Palm Desert, California. I'm so grateful that you've joined us, and I trust that these words build you up in faith, hope, and love. The pastor of the Pentecostal Church, my family attended in my youth, was the Reverend Joseph A. Ferrante, a large, gregarious Italian man who loved Jesus and loved people and loved life. He knew the Bible and preached with passion and was unfailingly kind. He was a dear friend. It's not until I attended his funeral, many years after his retirement and many years ago now, that I learned about the journey that brought him to Fillmore First Assembly of God. He loved to play baseball as a child, and he was so good at it that eventually he was recruited by the Boston Red Sox. He was in spring training preparing to play for a major league baseball team when he felt compelled to follow God's call into ministry. He walked away from the fame and fortune of playing for the Boston Red Sox to become the pastor of a church in a small town. And I thank God that he did. I am a better person for knowing Joseph Ferrante, and I know I'm not alone. He may have seemed ordinary in the eyes of this world, fascinated by greatest of all time athletes and movie stars and high-profile politicians. But the God whom he served and the people whose lives he graced know how extraordinary he was. The Bible is filled with stories of ordinary, extraordinary people like Mary, the mother of Jesus. As the author Luke continues his orderly account of the life of Jesus Christ, He once again sets the scene by recounting that six months after, the angel Gabriel appears to Zechariah in the temple in Jerusalem and announces that Zechariah and Elizabeth will have a son named John. The angel Gabriel heads north to a village called Nazareth in the region of Galilee, the home of Mary. In the eyes of the world, Mary was ordinary. She was a young woman, likely in her mid to late teens, who was engaged to a man named Joseph, whose age we don't know, expecting to get married and settle down and be a carpenter's wife. She was Jewish and therefore an ethnic and religious minority under Roman rule. She was vulnerable Suspicions that her pregnancy had occurred out of wedlock to her fiancé Joseph could have resulted in her death, the punishment dictated by the law of Moses for women who committed adultery. She was poor, giving birth to her son in a borrowed stable and years later burying her son in a borrowed tomb. She was for a time a refugee, 
fleeing with Joseph and her baby Jesus into Egypt to save Jesus from King Herod, and then later returning to Nazareth, a small and unremarkable town near the Sea of Galilee. And she likely became a single mother. The Gospels make no mention of Joseph after the visit to the temple when Jesus was 12 years old, indicating that he died shortly thereafter. Had we known Mary at that time, would we even have noticed her? In the eyes of God, Mary was extraordinary. As Luke recounts, the angel Gabriel appears to Mary. What was that moment like for her? And says to her, greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you and tells Mary not to be afraid because she has found favor with the Lord. And then Gabriel announces to Mary, this moment is celebrated as the Annunciation in church history on March 25th, that Mary will conceive by the power of the Holy Spirit and give birth to the Son of God. Pause for a moment to consider the magnitude of this request. And then Gabriel tells Mary that her son will be named Jesus. In Hebrew, Yeshua, which means Yahweh, the Lord, saves. Jesus will be great, and he will be given the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. Jesus fulfills the promise of the Lord to the people, the promise expressed in our readings from the prophet Jeremiah and the words of the Psalms today, that the Lord would spring up a righteous branch for David, a descendant from the line of David, the Messiah, the Christ, the King, to save the people, to make things right, to rule forever in steadfast love. And Gabriel tells Mary that Jesus will be her son and the son of the Most High, fully human and fully divine. God, our creator, joined with us in love, in our humanity, in the person of Jesus Christ. The incarnation of God in Christ we celebrate at Christmas and every day of the year. And to all of this, Mary says, yes, here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. The Lord's call and Mary's response resonates with the call and response of prophets throughout Scripture, prophets like Isaiah and Samuel and the Apostle Paul. Mary is given a divine message through supernatural means. The angel Gabriel tells her that she will give birth to the Son of God. Mary notes objections to this commission. How can this be since I am a virgin? 
And then Mary receives the assurance that the Lord is committed to her and to the wondrous work that he has given her to do. As Gabriel says, nothing is impossible with God. And like the prophets before and after her, the prophet Mary answers God's call. Mary trusts the Lord and gives birth to Jesus Christ. And she continues to trust the Lord after Jesus is born. Mary lovingly and faithfully raises her son. She was there at the cross when he died, taking our death as his own and freeing us from it forever. She was there at the tomb after he rose from death to life, bringing us with him into life eternal and abundant. She was in the upper room with the other disciples on the day of Pentecost, after Jesus ascended into heaven. She was among those who proclaimed the good news that Jesus Christ, our Savior, is with us always, and one day he will come again and make all things new. Mary cherished in her heart her experiences with her son Jesus. She is likely the source of the birth narratives of Jesus in the Gospel of Luke. She told the Christmas story she lived. She proclaimed the prophetic word of the Lord. She embodied the good news that God has fulfilled his promise of salvation in her son Jesus Christ. In the words of Martin Luther, St. Bernard declared there are here three miracles that God and humankind should be joined in this child, that a mother should remain a virgin, and that Mary should have such faith as to believe that this mystery would be accomplished in her. The last is not the least of the three. The virgin birth is a mere trifle for God. That God should become human is a greater miracle. But most amazing of all is that this maiden should credit the announcement that she, rather than some other, had been chosen to be the mother of God. She held fast to the word of the angel because she had become a new creature. Even so must we be transformed and renewed in heart from day to day. This is for us the hardest point. Not so much to believe that Jesus is the son of a virgin and the son of God, as to believe that son of God is ours. As we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, may we follow the example of his mother, Mary. May we respond to God's grace in faith, and may we answer God's call, here am I, the servant of the Lord. May we embody in our words and actions the good news of salvation in Jesus Christ. And may we remember that we are, each and every one of us, ordinary 
extraordinary people. And it is ordinary, extraordinary people. Our Savior has called us to love. Amen. Thanks for listening. We're doing this every week, so make sure to subscribe. If you'd like more information about St. John's mission to know Christ and make Christ known, visit our website, stjohnslutheran.church. May God bless you on this day and in all the days ahead.